Praise Joyfully presents Do Something. Jesus Christ, he is my savior, and he told me to love my neighbor, so I'm gonna try and spread that love around. Well, if you're down and feeling blue, know just what I need to do, gonna try and turn your frown right upside down. So turn to the left, turn to the right Grab your neighbor and hug them tight Pat them right on the head and say I'm glad that you are here today Clap your hands a time or two Tap your toes right through your shoes Now we all jump up and down Well, how come you're still wearing that frown? Will you do me a little favor? Try to love your neighbor I hope this don't cause a disaster But we're gonna do it just a little bit faster So turn to the left, turn to the right Grab your neighbor and hug them tight Pat them right on the head and say I'm glad that you are here today I Clap your hands a time or two I Tap your toes right through your shoes Now we all jump up and down Well, how This don't cause a disaster, but we're gonna do it just a little bit faster. Turn to the left, turn to the right, grab your neighbor and hug them tight. Pat them right on the head and say, I'm glad that you are here today. Clap your hands a time or two, tap your toes right through your shoes. Now we all jump up and down, well how come you're still wearing that frown? To the left, turn to the right, grab your neighbor and hug them tight. Pat them right on the head and say, I'm glad that you are here today. Clap your hands a time or two, tap your toes right through your shoes. Now we all jump up and down, I see that you have lost that frown. Jesus Christ, he is my savior, and he told me to love my neighbor. So I'm gonna try and spread that love around. If you're down and feeling blue, I know just what I need to do. Gonna try and turn your frown right upside down again. Paperwork. Too much paperwork. Dennis. Ah! Are you there? Don't startle me like that. Uh, sorry. How are things going down there in the job placement center? Things were going better before my supervisor startled me and caused me to spill all my important documents all over the floor. So, Dennis, how are your enrollment numbers this month? Ugh. <sighs> Not so good, I'm afraid. We're way behind. Behind? 
How come? I've got five mission trips that still don't have enough volunteers, ten food banks that are short on cans of creamed corn, and an old lady who needs someone to walk her Pomeranian twice a day. And that's just page one of my list. Don't use that word. It might offend some people. What, Pomeranian? No, old. Try to say elderly. It's much more polite. Polite or not, I've got tons of jobs to be done and just not enough people willing to do them. Well, we've sent over a fresh batch of new recruits for you. Perhaps you can find some things for them to do. That should keep you busy for a while. New recruits? Where? Look behind you, Dennis. Oh, my goodness! Well, there, there certainly are a lot of you. Uh, well, um, uh, welcome! Welcome to the Believer's Job Placement Center. My name is Dennis, and in case you are wondering about the wings, yes, I am an angel. I know, I know. You've never heard of the angel Dennis before. Nobody has. Everybody's heard of those famous angels like Gabriel or Michael, but nobody's ever heard of Dennis. We can't all have the flashy jobs, you know, but I've done some important stuff, too. When Daniel was in the lion's den, I flew around and distracted the lion while the other angels held his mouth closed. Oh, and this one time I... Dennis, just get on with it. Oh, right, right. Well, I'm so glad that all of you are here. We have so many jobs that we need to fill. No prior job experience required. No matter who you are, we've got a job for you. We've got... Dennis, just show them the orientation film. Oh, right, right. Uh, the orientation film. Let's see. The film, the film. Oh, here it is. And let me just get the projector going here. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a little old school. Now then, take a look at this, and I think you'll have a better understanding of what we are looking for. Is this you, a lazy believer, sleeping your life away? Well, it's time to get up and get out there and do something. All throughout the Bible, there are examples of people who saw a need and did something about it. Dateline Israel. Faced with a giant that was threatening his people and insulting his God, a youngster named David stepped up with just a rock and a sling and did something that brought a giant crashing down. Dateline Persia. When God's people were in danger of being killed by an evil plot, it was Queen Esther who finally did something, risking her own neck by begging the king to stop the injustice. Dateline Israel. When faced with a huge crowd of hungry people, Jesus didn't just make them sit with their stomachs growling, he did something changing the laws of mathematics to make five loaves of bread plus two fish equal 5,000 well-fed people, and with 12 baskets of leftovers to boot. 
That was many centuries ago. But in our world today, there is still much to be done. There are over seven billion people on this planet. The book of Proverbs says, be sure to know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. In other words, you need to open your eyes to the people in the world around you. Many have needs. Many are hurting. All of them are precious to God. But when many people see these needs, their response is to say, God, why don't you do something about that? The good news is, he did do something about it. He made you. That's right. The time has come for you to do something. In 1 John 3.18, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. That's right. It's time to get active. Don't just be a believer. Be believer active. That's right. No more sitting around waiting for someone else to get busy. If you see a need and you can help, then you do something about it. 
Can you imagine what the world would be like if all of God's people lived that way? It's not that hard to do. Seriously. Here, let me show you. For the next part of your orientation, I'm going to have you look at a couple of case studies. These stories are about regular people, just like you, who didn't just wait for someone else to do something. They took action. Let's look at case number 505 first. Hi, my name is Jerry. I'm a driver for the National Parcel Service. Last year, I was on my route one day, and I had a delivery over at Mountain View. That's a retirement community here in town. It's only a few miles from my apartment, but I'd never been in there before. It's a pretty nice place. They take good care of the people there. But when I was making my delivery, I noticed that some of the people were just sitting around by themselves, not really doing anything. I didn't think much about it, but a few days later, I made another delivery there and noticed the same thing. For the next several days, I just couldn't get those folks out of my mind. They seemed a bit lonely to me. The next time I made a delivery there, I asked one of the caregivers if I could come and just spend time with some of the folks. Well, a long story short, a few days later I was back at Mountain View, but I wasn't making a delivery. I was a volunteer, and that's when I met Ray. Ray didn't really say anything when I met him. He just sat there in his wheelchair with his head down. The nurse told me to just talk with him. I wasn't sure what to say. I asked him a few questions, but he didn't really answer. I tried reading the stories in the newspaper to him, but that didn't really work either. That is until I got to the sports page and the baseball scores. Suddenly he lifted his head and started to smile. He started asking me about his favorite teams and how they were doing. Turns out that Ray loves baseball. There was a game on TV that afternoon, so I asked Ray if he would like to watch it with me. Of course he said yes. It turned out to be a great game, and our guys even won 4-3 to three in extra innings. From then on, every Saturday afternoon, all summer long, Ray and I would watch the baseball game on TV. He claps and cheers whenever there's a great play. Sometimes I think he even wakes up some of his napping neighbors with the noise he makes. Finally, towards the end of the season, I got permission to take Ray to a game at the ballpark. He hadn't been to one in years. You should have seen the look on his face. He told me he felt like he was 10 years old again. I wouldn't trade my time with Ray for anything. He's already talking about going to another game, and this time, he wants to bring a bunch of his buddies. Sounds like I'll have my hands full. But even when it's not baseball season, I'm still there every Saturday. Sometimes we talk about the game. Sometimes we talk about other stuff. Sometimes Ray is tired and he doesn't talk much at all. But I'm still there. My Saturdays with Ray are the best part of my week. Can you believe that? Baseball! Something so simple, but it made a huge difference in the life of someone who was feeling alone. Jerry didn't do that much, but he sure scored a touchdown in Ray's life. You mean a home run. What? Touchdowns are in football, not baseball. Right, that's what I meant. Let's look at another story, and we'll see if it hits a hole-in-one, too. That's golf. I knew that. My name is Joe. It's short for Joanne. 
I'm 25 years old and I'm from the Philippines. Well, originally I'm from Dayton, Ohio, but now I live in the Philippines. I first came here seven years ago on a mission trip with my church youth group. We came to help do some work at a local school and orphanage. We fixed things up, painted the walls, even helped them plant a garden. It was a fantastic trip. But after 10 days, we all got on a plane and went back home. I went back to my normal life. But every now and then, I would think about the kids at that orphanage. It was hard to forget those smiling faces. Four years ago, I went back for a one-year stay. I started working as a teacher at the school and helped out with the babies at the orphanage. I absolutely loved working with the kids there. And before I knew it, one year had turned into two, and two had turned into three. Finally, I realized that this is where God wanted me to stay. I was surprised as anyone that God would move me to a whole different country. But what came next was an even bigger surprise. Last year, I really connected with one of the babies at the orphanage. Her name is Marie. She was pretty sick when she first got here, so I ended up giving her medicine and just spending lots of time holding her while her little body got better. It took quite a while, but she's healthy and happy now. She's even starting to crawl a bit. She's quite a handful for her new mom. That's right, she got adopted by me. I still can't believe it. It's not easy. I'm still learning how to be a mom, but I just can't imagine life without her. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so beautiful. Dennis, what are you doing? Sorry, sir. <laughs> I just get a little emotional sometimes. Try to pull yourself together. You're in the middle of a presentation. I know, I know. <sighs> so you see, amazing things can happen when God's people decide to do something. It can be as simple as watching a baseball game with someone who is lonely, or as big as moving to another country. So, are you ready to do something? Christian, there's no need to feel down, I say, Christian, pick yourself off the ground, I say, Christian, don't be wearing a frown, there's no need to be unhappy, Christian, don't forget this one thing, I say, Christian, you're a child of the king, I say, Christian, Come on. 
Be there for you. Gotta do what he.